Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode number 34 of the world-renowned podcast, Thematics. That's right, 34. I cannot believe we have that many episodes already. Today, we're going to be interviewing Brianna Hall from South Dakota. Brianna comes to us jam-packed, full of excitement about not only her strengths, but also intuitive art, small business coaching, co-working, and her and Grace talk about South Dakota. Stay tuned for the post show where we talk a little bit more about co-working. If you're not familiar with what it is, listen all the way to the end. It's something that I'm really passionate about and it really speaks to my communication and woo. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Episode number 34 recorded on the 20th of August, 2015. <laughs> You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. All right, hello, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to another episode of the one, the only, the greatest podcast on the planet Earth. That's right, folks, Thematics. My name is Andy Sokolovich. I am a Gallup-certified strengths coach and the owner of a coaching practice nestled right here in a small Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa, Unleash Strengths. I'm a coach for hire, working with organizations to enhance employee engagement, boost recognition, increase overall job satisfaction. If you're interested in enlisting the skills of a strengths coach or you're looking for a speaker for your next workshop, conference, or seminar, consider giving me a ring, 815-441-2219. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment has had on now over 12 million people. It's our belief that the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is intimately aware for strengths and wants nothing more than to share her story in an effort to help others just like you succeed. Fun fact, Brianna and I actually have four of the same talent themes in our top five, so it'll be an interesting interview. For more information or to schedule an interview for yourself, that's right, you too can be on Thematics. Shoot me an email, Andy, at UnleashedStrengths.com, Facebook.com forward slash UnleashedStrengths. Hit us up there at Unleash CSF. We're on Twitter and you can subscribe to our RSS feeds and our iTunes link all on our website at UnleashedStrengths.com. My co-host is Grace Lacanti. She's the owner of Lacanti Consulting. And you can find more about Grace at Lacanti, L-A-C-O-N-T-E, consulting.com. Grace provides strengths-based training to management teams and groups. Grace, what's happening? What's happening? Well, I'm really excited about today's guest because we lived in the same state. I knew it. You, you're Which like a, one, you're guessing? You're right? like a because South Dakota live- magnet. Well, I've lived in 17 different states, so the South Dakota has a special place in my heart. Oh. So yes, let's talk about South Dakota, right, Brianna? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll have voice you hear in the background. Is our guest today, Brianna Hall. Brianna, how are you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself and then introduce us to your top five. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm Brianna Hall of Creative Static Studios, and I am an intuitive artist and a creativity and small business coach. Uh, So I help people kind of get in touch with their greater purpose through uh, creativity and faith and kind of unleash mission from that point of view. My top five strengths are strategic, woo, ideation, belief, and communication. Nice. And like I said earlier, you and I, we share four. I have strategic, futuristic, woo, ideation, and communication. Just don't have that belief in there. So Brianna, tell us a little bit about how StrengthsFinder kind of entered your life. You said it was a few years ago, but how did did you buy the book? Did you get an assessment code? Tell us a little bit about how your strengths journey kicked off. 
Yeah, I actually kind of came to the Strengths Finder um, through a twisted path. Um, I started um, with Simon Sinek's Start With Why, which is yes. we already talked about as an amazing book. Love and it. Yes. I think it's it's life changing. But um, so I started with that and ended up um, a friend of mine uh, works closely with uh, Simon Sinek and he and I kind of chatted a lot about it and he was helping me kind of explore that whole area. And he asked me one day, he said, do you know your top strengths? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so he pointed me to the book and, um, said, check out the book, do the assessment, let me know what you come up with. And, um, so I, I kind of put it on the back burner for a few weeks and, uh, checked in with him later. And he said, so what, what were your strengths? And I said, oh, I still don't know. So he got on me about it and I finally went and took it and was totally blown away. I, it, it really kind of changed the way that I looked at myself after I saw that. What do you mean by it? I mean, I'm sorry. I, I know what you mean, but could you <laughs> kind of describe what that meant for you when you saw, was it like an aha moment or was it more like, uh, did it make you cry? Did it make you kind of proud? Like what was the emotion that went with that? Yeah, all of the above. It was wow. um, it was a really powerful moment for me because when I went through and I, I took the assessment and, you know, and as you're going through, you're you're asking yourself, well, I probably should be picking this one, but this is really true. So, you know, I mean, you go through that <laughs> yes. whole process with, you know, well, I should be this, but I'm not. So um, going through it really honestly, I think, is tougher than it sounds. But then at the end of it, you see the results. And, you know, for me, looking at my my strengths, a lot of these things that are on my strengths, I always was told that they were weaknesses or that there were things that were flaws mm -hmm. or things that I should fix, you know, like my, um, the woo thing. I mean, that's, that's a big one. You know, I'd always get, you know, oh, you're just so social and you're just too, you know, whatever. And so to have something that says like, no, these are all really good things and these are strengths. And then to read the report and find out how to utilize them to their fullest and how to incorporate them more into what I'm trying to achieve. Like that was huge for me. And so, yeah, I definitely, there were, but there were probably a few tears shed over that one. <laughs> You know, Brianna, I am being featured on a blog next week called Talk It Up with Cindy. Um, my friend Cindy Hooker is a consultant and a management expert, and she has this blog that she's writing on women in leadership. So she asked um, she asked me to contribute. And the first story that came to mind when I was thinking about my journey through leadership was my first job out of college where um, looking back, um, it was a very difficult fit for me because I was asked to basically be executing all day long, do mm. a consistent and, you know, do every single detail the way we tell you and be an arranger. It, it drove me completely nuts. And on top of that, the guys that ran it told me also that girls, the girls of the office had to listen to and obey the men which just makes me want to <laughs> throw something now. <laughs> I've yeah. learned a lot in my journey as a, you know, as a professional woman and I've I've learned also how to take responsibility for myself and to, you know, kind of find what I want in life and go toward it. But my strengths have been such an important part of that for me. And this is not about me, but I just wanted to echo what you were saying yeah. that when you finally know like, oh, that woo is why my whole life people have told me to be quiet yes, <laughs> or not speak exactly. up, right? Yes. Or your strategic strengths. I'm sure you see patterns in the way that things work in the world that maybe people don't want to oh, yeah. see. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And and actually, my last job, because I've been self-employed for a really long time, but the last job I had, um, that was the big, <laughs> that was kind of the big, uh, 
I, I just, I always saw things in the business and in the way that we were dealing with customers and everything else. And I, I kept pointing out like, well, if we did it this way, or what if we tried this? And my, the owner of the business, my boss just did not like that at all. And so we butted heads over that a lot. <laughs> I think we were going to get along really well, Brianna, because we are exactly like, and you, right? you too, Andy, right? <laughs> yeah, but you guys, status quo it. <laughs> I know yes. that's, yeah, that is me. <laughs> You brought up a good point, and I have this question rolling around in my head, and I and I think it's appropriate to ask. But do you think that women react differently than men when they see that top five? Yes. I well, I, I yes, but I think from my personal experience and the women that I've worked with, I think that it it comes from a place of you know we're constantly told that we're supposed to be a certain way and that we're supposed to fit a certain mold and that. Um, you know, I think that that women more so than men are kind of pushed to to fit somebody else's ideal, you know, and, and that's, you know, it personally, professionally doesn't matter all across the board. And so I think that when, oh, you know, as a woman, when I saw my my strengths being listed as something to celebrate and something to embrace, that was really freeing for me because all of a sudden, you know, I'm in a relationship where the guy is, is saying, you know, you need to be more disciplined, you need to be, you know, more uh, focused, you need to be more consistent. And so I saw all of my strengths as being flaws because it wasn't lending mm-hmm. to those things. And so seeing that just kind of spelled out for me, like, well, that's not who you are. That mm-hmm. was so freeing. I yeah. think that's going to make a lot of our audience um, completely understand. Actually, I'm kind of getting tears in my eyes right now, Brianna, because it's <laughs> it speaks so strongly to how many women and men, I'm sure men too, right. we're told that we're not good enough or we're not right for whatever it is that we're expected to do. And it's mm-hmm. how in the world can you change who you are? Exactly. It All it does is breed discontent and unhappiness. And I personally have been very depressed at several points because mm-hmm. I've fought against who I am and who God made me to be. And that has been such an important, this, this knowing that I have strengths, no matter what, you strip everything else away. I still have strengths. I can build on that. That's made such a huge difference. And that's, that's kind of why that question was rolling around. Cause I was just thinking to myself, you know, for so long women has, have fought for equality in the workplace. And I think for men, it's a little bit easier to say, okay, well, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Whereas, <laughs> right. yeah, it, it is. I mean, that's just the way it is. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. But for women, they've had to kind of conform over the years to the expectations of a boss or a culture and that's why I just thought, because I never really, I never really, I know in f- cruising around the Facebook groups, there's questions been thrown out every once in a while where people have said, is there any research done on strengths in men versus strengths in women? I don't think there's ever been a specific gender separation between the full 34 themes or any research done, but it's, it's an interesting Actually, thing to think there about. Has, it. I'm sorry, Andy, I'm trying to, but there is a, there is a report that shows the difference oh, there in is? the results between the two genders. Do you know that? No, you know, I'm bad no. about all that stuff. So sorry. Right. No, I don't know if research has been done. That would be a great thesis for a master's oh, program. Yeah. Hint, hint people, <laughs> anyone yeah. out there, but um, th- there is a list of, that shows the difference in the breakdown between the two genders, but um, you know, you can apply however you want. Yeah, if you have that list, if you can grab yeah, it, send it sure. to me. Yep. Because I'll make sure that's in our show notes here. So, okay, Brianna, moving back, the focus is now again on you. Take this assessment, you print it out, you get this report, you're looking at it, and you're saying, This is me. This is really mm-hmm. insightful. Mm-hmm. How did you now take that information you just learned and actually apply it? Well, it was really interesting because I was at a point in my business where I was I my business constantly evolves and transitions and transforms. <laughs> 
And I think that most people can kind of relate to that as entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurial journey is very much a spiritual journey. And so like all of that personal growth and development kind of plays into the evolution of the business itself. And so at the time I was uh, primarily a wedding photographer and I was trying to figure out my why. And I kept having a really hard time nailing it down because everything, everything I was trying to put into it was too, too narrow or too practical. And so I kept trying to, to broaden it out a little bit. And I think as soon as I saw the, the strengths listed out, it became a lot clearer that this is the point where I need to grow. You know, this is the point where it's no longer serving me to just be a photographer. And, and I, I really need to step into and embrace some of this other stuff that I've, I've been called to do, but haven't had the, the courage or the gumption or whatever to start chasing it yet. So mm-hmm. that was, that was huge for me, even just on an evolutionary scale is just to, to step into this a little bit more fully. And, and I think, I really do credit my strengths finding with giving me that catalyst. Mm. Which ones uh, were the one like were starting to push you toward this change, Brianna? Do you remember like was it your strategic seeing the the patterns and the the different opportunities that were coming ahead, or maybe your well, ideation coming up with ideas, or was it the belief that was like your core value? Yeah, I think I think it was kind of a combination of them. So with the strategic one, I could see how that played into my photography because I saw things that people didn't see mm-hmm. and I could predict events as they were unfolding. And so I could capture them in ways other people couldn't. And so I could, that one made sense kind of what I was doing, but I also saw that it had a bigger role to play. Um, and then with the the communication and the woo um, coming together, that kind of confirmed that I need to be sharing messages and not just telling other people's stories. And and I think the deeper I get into this, or I've gotten into this, uh, the more I heard the message like, okay, it's time to stop doing other people's work and time to start doing your own. Stop telling other people's yeah. stories and start telling your own. And and kind of that transition was really fueled a lot by, by this stuff. And the belief, um, that one was huge for me because I always got the message from, you know, in relationships and in, you know, others areas of my life that having a really strong faith or having a lot of belief and conviction was a weakness, that it was a fault, that it would um, it would mean that I would be overcome by emotions. I wouldn't be able to, to just lean on facts and logic. And um, mm-hmm. so I had to reel that in and I had to tame that and hide it and not incorporate it. But seeing it as one of my top five beliefs, I thought, well, there's no way I can keep that out of my work anymore. There's no way. We talk about what we talk about when we're trying to get let me start that over again. I'm trying to get my ideas in line here. <laughs> and I'm tongue tied. But starting a business, there's never a more. So when I started taking the action steps to building my business, the first thing you do is you go out and you try to consume information on how to start a business, and you buy all the books, and you you start to try to wedge yourself into a mold that somebody has already created. You try to, at least I did, I tried to copy the personas of other business owners. I tried to copy their success. But man, when you go out to start a business, the one key to success, if anybody would ever take my advice and run with it, is just be yourself. There is no cookie cutter template. There's some things out there that are systematic, like paying your taxes, but the way you develop your business and the way that you actually jump into it with both feet and start building a dynasty is going to be incumbent on you as an individual, your ideas, your passion, your uniqueness. And that's why I love being an entrepreneur. All three of us are are business owners and we like that because it gives us the liberty to move laterally and try different things. So I'm off off my soapbox now. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I could jump on it as soon as you get off because that's that's exactly yeah. my platform. I mean, that's when I coach small business owners, like that's where it comes from. You know, they they we've all done the same thing. You know, when I first started my business, um, again, I was a photographer at the time, and so I looked at what does a photography business look like? What do people expect when they hire a photographer? And I basically like bought the kit and unfolded it and said, okay, here's my business. And, um, and I was miserable. I was completely miserable because it didn't align with my beliefs. It didn't align with my values. It didn't align with my strengths. And so, you know, tearing all of that apart and just throwing it all out and starting over from scratch, you really have to start with your values, with your strengths, with, you know, your why, and then you start to build out from there and everything aligns with that. And then that's where the magic happens. That's where business becomes effortless because you're doing something like you're in the flow. You know, it's, it's just it comes naturally to you because it is natural. It is you. Grace, you remember when we interviewed Maureen Monty? Sure, sure you do. I mean, you don't have short term memory loss. It wasn't that <laughs> yeah. long ago. But remember how Maureen, uh, Maureen said that, you know, Gallup coaches to do the name, claim, aim, be able to identify your top five, claim them, say, these are me, and then aim them in a direction towards success, however you determine success is. Mm -hmm. And she said that she starts with the aim. And I think mm -hmm. kind of pre-show, Brianna and I were talking about st starting with the why, because how are you going to take your top five and point them in a direction towards success if you don't even know what that success looks like yet? And I know me personally developing my business plan moving forward or lack of plan. I don't think I have an official <laughs> business plan, which I know I should have for all those listeners no, out there. It doesn't have to be written and typed up. It's, it's somewhere. It's, it's in between my ears. Um, <laughs> but my point was when I started to dissect my top five and really break those down and apply them in business development, man, the floodgates just opened up with different opportunities. And I don't, Brianna, have you ever taken the EP10 of the Entrepreneurial Strengths Finder? No. So that no, ex that you exists. Should. Yeah, you, you should. it down right now. Yeah, it's, you should. What is it? Fifteen dollars? It's not that much. I don't know. It's a different it's assessment. A slightly more than the Strengths Finder assessment, but not much. But it basically just the same thing as strengths. I mean, it, it defines. I always tell I tell my clients, especially entrepreneurial clients, take the Strengths Finder first. Mm -hmm. Let's master that. Then jump on the EP10. And let's start defining who you are as an entrepreneur, what you excel at, areas of, of business development where you're not going to excel at. And it was very insightful for me. The same way the, the Strength Finder was, EP10 kind of taught me what I was doing to my business, the things that I was outsourcing. I was making a smart decision by, by you know, shedding that excess baggage that I just sucked at. <laughs> and it was business <laughs> development 101 that I was just, I was draining myself dry trying to get the Excel spreadsheets and the business plans and the invoices out because I just wanted to be out shaking hands, talking to people and talking about marketing and strengths. And once I did that, once I started to kind of re relieve myself of that extra duty or burden, man, things just got so much better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, check out the EP10. It's pretty dope. We had a gentleman on the show that specialized in EP10. Gallup doesn't offer a coaching certification for it, but they have like kind of an advanced uh, practice class where you can go there for a day or two, I believe, and they'll give you all the insights on how the EP10 can be applied. But if you just buy the book and do a little research, uh, you'll mm. quickly pick it up and it's it's Ooh. pretty cool. Yeah, plus the report has some good insights. I have my top two strengths in EP10 are creative thinker and risk taker. 
Uh, Both of which are, it's a tough combination to manage. (laughs) So in some ways, I don't think I'm manageable. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if I could go back to a regular, typical job. I think in my future, if I ever were employed again, it would have to be on a very independent, contractual, or some kind of consulting basis. (laughs) I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) R-E-S-P-E-C-T. So, Brianna, let's talk a little bit about how you have encouraged others to take the assessment. One thing we like to do as strengths enthusiasts, coaches, evangelists, whatever you want to call yourself, is we want to help those people approach others and tell them about this assessment. Have you done that? And do you ever get any kind of resistance about people saying, well, I don't want to take an assessment because I don't want to feel like I'm boxed in or placed in a silo or, or labeled? Yeah, well, okay. So the very first person I made take the strengths finder assessment was my boyfriend <laughs> because sucker. As soon as I found my strengths, I'm like, look, these are good things. Now take yours. <laughs> so we, uh, how did he, how did he uh, react to that? He, well, he made me click all the boxes for him. So <laughs> it was. He just <laughs> sat there on the couch. Literally, yeah. Like I would read the question off to him and he would tell me which one what? to select. So there was a little bit of, um, yeah, pushing, having to happen there. But, um, but once we went through it and, and he got his, and I'm trying to remember, and off the top of my head, I can't for the life of me think of what his, um, his were. Um, I think a ranger was one of them. Um, but we're looking at them and we're, I mean, we are polar opposites. And so that was really insightful just to see things that are at play in, a, in the relationship based on the different strengths and how we can help support each other. So that was really cool. Um, so then I obviously drank the Kool-Aid and had to tell everybody I knew about it. Um, and so I, I started talking about it in networking groups and in, you know, circles of mind that, you know, friends that were trying to figure out their lives or friends who were stuck in something or friends who were, you know, advancing their careers. And I mean, there's not really a situation where it doesn't help. So I think I've, I've probably, I've probably made about 50 people take this test. (laughs) Nice. And and when I work with, when I work with clients, that's one of the things that I really push on them is, you know, this is, here's a bunch of different things that we can do to, to um, kind of discover and it's such an easy thing to do, you know? I mean, it's just, it's a test you take or an assessment that you take. And so you answer a bunch of questions and it gives you the answer. There's no soul searching needed. There's no like having to figure it out. It's just there, <laughs> which is yeah. so nice. So yeah, I, I'm a big proponent of that. Out of all the assessments, and if you listen to past episodes of the show, you'll know that Andy's a little ignorant to the other assessments that are out there. But from what I understand and my personal experience, strengths is the easiest one to apply immediately mm-hmm. and it's it really and it's so easy to understand i mean there's no cryptic meaning behind anything it's just these are your five mm-hmm. you know a lot of people say well i don't not the entire description of every theme resonates with me and that's fine if it did gallup would be like a voodoo witch doctor with some magical powers <laughs> if it was completely dead on every single time so there's not it's not gonna be a hundred percent accurate but boy within the same half hour of you taking that assessment, you can turn around and apply it that same day. Yeah. And I think this might be the strategic coming out of me, but I think that one of the really fascinating parts to to this is that if you look at your top five and you see how they interplay or how they um, kind of, some will maximize some and some will kind of override elements of others and kind of that, that unique puzzle that it puts together. Like I, I get fascinated by that even. So helping people figure out what that means for them and in their life and, and which, you know, I mean, like communication um, supports all of my other, um, all of my other strengths, you know, and so just seeing how those different ones play off each other. And 
Yeah. And like you said, I mean, they don't fit perfectly, but sometimes it can be because this one is overtaking this one or this one comes into play this way. You know what I mean? Like, man, we are like straight up twinsies. Cause I always say that I always say my <laughs> I communication a overwhelmed over here, I know. but my <laughs> but communication yes. is, uh, we may be separated at birth. We'll have to, to check into that. <laughs> right. I'm going to call my mom right now. Be like, you have yeah, some answering to do. Maybe you spent time in South Dakota. Mm, no, I didn't. Can we talk about that for a second, Brianna? Yes how, yes. how did you end up in South Dakota? Are you from South Dakota, or what happened? Um, no, I'm originally from right outside Pittsburgh. Um, no, okay. oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's my stopping grounds too. My parents are from Pittsburgh area. I was born just north of there, near Erie, between okay. well, Venango County, tiny little oil town, oil city. Very funny. But anyway, what what part of Pittsburgh? Um, well, Johnstown. It's about an Johnstown. hour away. Johnstown. Yes. There was, I almost went and worked at, uh, there's a guard Air Force base in Johnstown. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh my this is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, so bizarre. But, yeah, <laughs> so my my dad was in the Air Force, and um, we moved to Upper Michigan for a little while. That base closed, and we moved out here to South Dakota, um, and we've been stuck ever since. <laughs> yeah. So I graduated high school. Stuck in So, like, my, my not? No, no. That's Elsewhere. North Dakota. North Dakota. Silly. My not North Dakota. What's yeah. in South Dakota? Ellsworth. 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 That's a bomber, oh, Ellsworth, right. bomber base. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ellsworth. Great. I've heard a lot of great things about that base. Oh, uh, there's, there's a ton to do in Rapid City. I lived yeah. on the other side of the state, <laughs> the east side, but um, the whole state, I just find it, I, I miss it. I miss South Dakota a lot. Yeah. I don't miss the weather, but I miss being there. Oh, and there's yeah. actually, there's a pretty big strengths um following in Sioux Falls. A lot of That's folks really? there have taken the StrengthsFinder assessment and hoping to bring some more of them onto the show here. But okay. do you know of any other people in the Rapid City area who I, have taken well, StrengthsFinder? A few people that I've made take it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're I the impetus. That, that ringleader there. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> you love it here. It's, it's gorgeous. But yeah, the weather thing is weird. We had, we go from a hundred degrees on Sunday to 50 degrees on Tuesday, and now we're back up to 90 degrees. So who wow. knows? And throwing some <laughs> snow there too, right? It's not, right? Why not? not it's far awesome. away. <laughs> That's fantastic. Brianna, you're sitting behind somebody, and they just took the assessment, and they print it out, and they look at this theme insights report and an action plan, and it all comes out, and they got all these papers sitting in front of them. And they turn to you and say, now what? Now what do I do? What's that first piece of advice you give somebody who just received their assessment results? I always tell them to kind of play in that world for a little bit. So like spend some time, like I, I'm a big proponent of journaling and, and maybe doodling or any kind of creative outlet to help you process and integrate that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I usually journaling is a pretty easy hit for most people that they're comfortable with that. So I usually would recommend that is just sit down with a, you know, a notebook and a pen and, um, start, you know, read through your first strengths and then journal about what that means to you and how you see it play out in your life and how you can lean into that a little bit more and, and just go through that for all the strengths. And I think that if you spend the time to really like woo them, to get to know them and to, uh, you know, just really feel comfortable with them and embrace them, I think that's the biggest first step because then, then you own it, right? I mean, then it becomes something that you, you can lean into a lot easier then if you have to go look it up every time and if you remind yourself, what does this one mean again? I mean, it's yeah. Court them. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Court your strengths or mm-hmm. woo your own strength. I like that. Yes. Right. <laughs> you woo people. I do not understand what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's a disease. I think it's a disease. Well, I'll say one thing. Woo has opened doors to me professionally because 
uh, now I've been like emceeing all these events, <laughs> like master of ceremonies. <laughs> nice. And actually there's uh, a Miss Iowa is from Clinton, Ooh. Iowa, and she is next month embarking on her journey towards Miss America. So they're Ooh. having a big fundraiser oh. for her because she has to like buy her own dresses and shoes right. and travel and lodging. And, you know, I don't know what an average dress goes for for the Miss America pageant, but I'm sure it's not like Kohl's. Um, <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> so I'm emceeing that. So I had to get fitted yesterday for a white tux because it's like a wow. white out party. It means oh, everybody's Andy. in white with the Andy. exception of getting fancy on us. <laughs> I know, but I do feel like a little dumb and dumber. Like I want like a, a blue cummerbund. <laughs> like, can I have a blue feathery right? cummerbund, please? Yes. Oh, this show gets derailed so often here. <laughs> That's what people love about it, right? Please, listeners. By the way, just a little side note in here. I would love to find out what questions you have about our show, what makes you wonder what goes on behind the scenes. And I'd like to share that in a blog series on the thematics show. So feel free to ask any questions. Go on um, the website, UnleashedStrengths.com. Is that right, Andy? That's it, UnleashedStrengths.com. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little promo. Because we want to hear your questions and any any burning desires that you have to find out what goes on behind the scenes or anything that you want to know about us, Andy and Grace. So, Brianna, tell me a little bit about what you do exactly for your clients. I mean, when you introduce yourself, you said you were an intuitive artist. What does that mean? I am a mixed media artist, so I usually start with acrylic and then I obviously rules don't apply to me. So I will throw anything else on the canvas that I feel like throwing on. Um, but when I start a painting, I, I don't go in with a plan. I don't say today I'm going to paint a horse. It's just, I'm just going to sling some paint and see what happens. And so it's a very, a very intuitive process in that it, it, I just allow it to flow through me and I don't try to dictate it. And I just kind of observe as it unfolds. And so, um, I've learned through doing that, that it's a very healing process. It's a very kind of therapeutic thing. And so I incorporate that into a lot of the other work that I do with, um, I, you know, teach workshops and stuff around intuitive art and, and mm-hmm. how to use that in healing. But then I also use a lot of those same principles when I'm doing coaching stuff, whether it's creativity coaching or business coaching, um, because I, it's a really cool magic trick. Actually, if you short circuit the the logical brain by tapping directly into the imagination, everything just kind of works itself out. Like you see things more clearly and really cool stuff comes up and and you can't get that just by sitting there and talking through sometimes. I mean, you have to, you have to kind of find ways to tweak the system. Brianna, you would love Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I, I've heard that from more than one person. <laughs> should come out and visit us because that is exactly how almost everyone is talking out here. <laughs> Get into your intuitive and experience the beingness of yourself. I need to Andy's, do that. Andy's probably rolling his eyes right now. No, I actually, when I when I have like a writer's block or I'm trying to come up with a new like this, like this morning, I was developing a, a television commercial and a radio commercial for a campaign for one of my clients in their fall promotion. And I was just completely drawn a blank. So in my office, I have a coloring book and some crayons and, and I'll color. But side note, I stick my tongue out like a weirdo when I color. So like, have you ever met somebody when they're concentrating and they stick their tongue out? And I don't know that I'm doing it. But, uh, but next thing you know, I'll be like, why is my lips chapped on that side of my face? Because I've been coloring. But my, my point before I got derailed on the whole tongue thing is that really like Brianna said that opens up some clarity for me and allows me to kind of just stop thinking about it. And I focus on staying in the lines and what color I want to use. And at what point did like Crayola crayons 
there'd be like 17 different types of blue. Like whatever oh, happened yeah, to just blue. Forever. Oh yeah. Where have you, what kind of crayons have you? Been uh, I don't know. I would buy massive groups of crayons just because of the shading variations. Brianna, do you, Brianna, yes. do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, oh I, yeah, I, I could just good. stare at color differences for hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get it, right? Oh, totally get it. Well, and I'm the, I'm that that mom who goes school supply shopping with her kids and buys <laughs> an extra 10 packs of crayons because yes. they're 50 cents. Yes, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> Me too. I just, I love art and design and beauty everywhere. So yes. I can't have enough pens and pencils and crayons. Oh, yeah. it's an addiction. It's <laughs> and having kids just gives me an excuse to buy more. Right? I have to buy some supplies anyways. I might as yeah. well buy extra extra crayons and graph paper. <laughs> hey, speaking of art, uh, Brianna, have you followed Carol Ann McGuire on Facebook at all with her? She's taken... No, she's done some dope stuff. She's been she was on an early um, broadcast of thematics, and then she joined Jim and Collison and I. And our we had a Tech for Coaches podcast that we had to pod fade out just because there was enough time in the day to do all of them. But anyway, right. so she has been watching Gallup's theme Thursdays, and she sketch notes. Yes, yeah, I did see that. I was fascinated by it i love it and i think her mm-hmm. books can be coming out very soon she's yes, actually getting she's printed to the printer i think right yeah right so on. yeah that's really cool i like it i'll put a she, link to her site on is, the show notes she's on fire i mean talk about creativity strategic and she's she's got to have some executing strengths in there to be pumping out that many yeah. beautiful drawings she's gonna and, love that we're talking about her but you know one thing she did <laughs> is she was actually a like a tutor or a teacher for will smith's children Huh. Like yeah, like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like <laughs> awesome. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Um, oh my so, word! So that was cool. But anyways, that art made me think of that because I'm always blown away. And and actually, I tried to emulate her, and I have very little artistic ability. And so she was like, "Oh, it's she uses her iPad, and she bought this stylus mm-hmm. pen, and she had this app." And after I got off, I'm like, "Well, I want to do that." And she's like, "Just get this pen and try." It. I'm like, "I don't know how you do this because I can't." I don't have that, again, discipline to sit down and and draw like she does, but it's amazing. Her talents are just... And again, so now you have a strength coach who at one point never really thought that her ability to do sketch notes would link well with strength coaching. And now she's creating a full hardbound tabletop book that I'm sure she's going to make gobs of cash off of because it's super cool. And she's using her talents to do that. Like how rewarding is that? That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So same thing with you, Brianna, right? You've taken the understanding that you have about yourself and what drives you. And then you've, you've applied that to growing your own business. Is that right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's, it's kind of cool to, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, of course, but like, you know, just looking back and seeing the journey that's taken me to here and how much it's evolved and, and how big of a, a role that these strengths kind of have played into that. And I think I think the one thing that I would say, though, is that um, it, it's a, kind of a blessing and a curse because there's the tendency, I mean, just human tendency, we have, um, you know, you see what your strengths are. And so you tend to lean on those as a crutch. Like, well, I, I'm, of course, I'm not disciplined because it's not even in my, like, that's the bottom of my strengths. It's not even on my radar. And so you tend to use that as an excuse. And and I think that it it, it can empower you or it can overshadow you, you know, in, in that aspect. So I think that that's one thing I've had to learn over, over the last couple of years is that instead of using that as a write-off or as an excuse, I have to be conscious of it so that I can either bring people onto my team or, you know, outsource to people that have those strengths or just find ways to maybe 
mold some of my other strengths into something along those lines. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Try and focus them a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to do a video called Strengths-Based Outsourcing. Because that's one of the things, especially specifically for entrepreneurs, and we discussed this in the past. I mean, I just, I outsource everything and that's how I manage my lesser talents. I mean, I, yeah. I, yep. with, without the ability to outsource things uh, in the world of Andy, stuff just would not get done. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, I like seeing the world of Andy come to life. And because we live so far away, Iowa to Washington State, the only way that I can see that beautiful world in your mind is when you execute and get stuff done. So I really appreciate that you don't even make an excuse for it, Andy. No. You never make excuses. <laughs> you just say, we got to get it done. I'm just yeah. going to get it done. <laughs> got to get and done. I, I see the, you know, the 50,000 messages on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter <laughs> yeah. announcements of what you're doing. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Well, like it's in the marketing world, so my clients will approach me and be like, mm -hmm. I want to do this. Can you do that? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I can do anything. It's not necessarily going to be me doing it, right, but I right. guarantee you, I will look under the right rock and find that person mm -hmm. who's like, yes, yes, I love doing that. Yep. And that's mm -hmm. what's exciting about being strengths aware. And I don't know if before strengths finder, if I would have been that way and I guarantee you, I would not have, I think mm -hmm. prior to the, taking the assessment and becoming strengths aware, I probably would have just tried to buckle myself in the desk chair and just make it happen yeah. And grind and just deplete yep. myself of energy yep. and be all like an emotional weirdo. That but, was totally my life. Yeah. yeah. Really? Were you in, <laughs> oh, in, in yes. a cubicle or where were you? No. Well, I had my, I have, I've, you know, I've been running my own business and everything, but I, um, hmm, so I had this idea to create this kind of a, a gathering space for creatives and independents and all this other stuff. And so um, I rented out this giant office and renovated it and it was amazing. And then it just, because I didn't delegate and I didn't rely on other people's strengths and I was trying to do it all myself, it just became overwhelming and it just swallowed me up. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely, definitely lived that. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. not pretty. <laughs> so you had like a co-working space or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And so funnily enough, it's kind of come full circle because I, I closed that down because I, it was just too much and I just couldn't handle it. And um, wasn't bringing other people in to help with the stuff that I lacked in. And so now I've actually joined another co-working space that somebody else here created. And it's exactly what I was trying to create, but with everybody doing what's in their strengths. And so it's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful the way that it works and it's because everybody plays to their own strengths and doesn't try to do the things that they're not capable of. Mm. All right, let's. I gotta reel this baby back in. We're coming into the station. Choo choo. All right, Brianna, tell us where we can find you. If our listeners are sitting there and they're they're going, I need to get a hold of that girl. How can they find you? Uh, the best place to find everything is on my website at creativestaticstudios.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and every other thing imaginable under Creative Static. All right, cool. We'll post all the links on our show notes. Grace, do you have any last minute questions? Can you answer really quick, Brianna, which of your top five strengths is your favorite and why? Oh, that's so hard. I love them all. I would say probably belief, honestly, because that's kind of the one that fuels everything else. Fantastic. Nice. This has been a great conversation. I have learned a lot. I've cried. I've laughed. Me too. I've thought a lot. <laughs> well, I haven't Thank cried. So I don't know. I'm, I, I haven't cried well. yet. I think I'm emotionally broken sometimes. These tear ducts <laughs> in Andy's eyes don't work unless I'm watching like Old Yeller or Top Gun when Goose dies. That gets me every time. <laughs> well, I, it touched me. So I really appreciate you sharing the struggles and your journey, Brianna. And I just really appreciate everything that you've shared today. Can't wait to stay in touch. And at yes. some point, maybe have you back on the show. 
would love we'll that see how things go. We're on episode, is it 34, Andy? This is 34, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, moving on. Moving <laughs> yeah. on up like George and Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This is your host, Andy Sokolovich, of the one, the only, the greatest podcast on the planet Earth, Thematics. If you want to subscribe to this on iTunes, go ahead and do so. And the only thing I ask in return is that you leave us a positive review. Make sure you hit us up on social media, facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths, Twitter at Unleash CSF. We try to pump these episodes out every single week. And if you want to be on the show, if you want to be in the hot seat and talk about that one thing that you absolutely love, which is your strengths, go ahead and shoot me an email, andy at unleashstrengths.com. That's all for this episode number 34, recorded on August 20th, 2014. I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted. Get your dance on. Get your dance on. Get your dance oh, I'm on. I'm always dancing. <laughs> so, this, so what I'm doing, Brianna, we still record a little bit of this for post-show, and, and this will actually end up on the recording. But I wanted to ask you some questions about the co-working space. Uh, this is kind of outside of strengths, but I really wanted to start something like that here in Clinton, Iowa. The problem that I came across was people, I was trying to see if number one, the market would respond to it. Number two, would they be willing to pay? So can you explain a little bit about what your co-working space looks like and maybe what the fees are associated with it? Yeah. So the one that I'm associated with, it's called The Own. And it's um, at its core, it's kind of a co-op for women business owners so the idea is that we're we're here to support and uplift and encourage each other um, and also kind of provide resources and support that we can't find elsewhere that's not readily available elsewhere. Um, and as part of that, we have the shared office space. Um, and so it's it's actually it's kind of a really cool setup. We've got a big commons area, so it's got you know desks and tables and stuff just kind of scattered around the room so you can work wherever you're comfortable. Um, and it can support, you know, 10 people or whatever working at any given time. Um, and then we have a private meeting space, which is actually where I'm sitting right now. Um, and then there's also, um, a private office that is usually used by the woman who kind of runs the whole thing. And then there's a conference room as well. So there's a lot of different levels that you can participate at. So like there's some, like I, I go all in, so like I have free reign, I can use whatever, whenever, and I basically live here. Um, but there's also, uh, the ability to just rent, like you just rent the conference room for an hour here or there, or you can just use the, the common space on a part-time basis. And so I think that's what, why it works so well, because there's options at every level so that no matter what people need, they can come and get it. You know what I mean? So do you have your own space in there then? I, no, I don't actually. <clears throat> so what um, about- And I still, and I still have my studio at home, my art studio at home. So that's a little bit unique because then I can do all that stuff there and then I just come here to do office work and meet clients and kind of get a different creative buzz going. Yeah, I've always just been intrigued because the last couple of podcasts I've brought this up, but I do my best work when I have the ability to communicate what's going on inside of my head. Yes. Regardless. Yes, I need that. <clears throat> I need yeah. that. I need that you too. Com- it's communication. Mm-hmm. That's what yep. it is, right? So co-working, <laughs> co-working really spoke to me because here I am. I'm, I'm by myself. I'm doing my own business. 
I have an office that I rent in the Chamber of Commerce building, but there was a lot of independent business owners, home-based business owners who were desperately looking for an outlet. They were looking to get involved with a group of people and they didn't want to, because you know, if you work from the house, Grace, Brianna, we all know this, there's distractions. You know, there's oh, yeah. there's TV, there's Facebook, there's kids, there's husbands, there's wives, there's boyfriends, there's girlfriends, dogs, dogs yeah. and there's always <laughs> something kind of pulling you away. So people need that space. But can I ask you, and if you don't answer this, this is fine, but how much do you pay and is it on like a monthly basis or an annual thing? Um, it's a monthly basis. Well, it could be annual, I guess, but I just pay monthly. And um, for the, let me think, for the co-working space, the use of the space, I think it's 120 a month um, for inclusion in the network and some advertising stuff and whatever else they throw in there. I think I pay a total of about 175 a month. Yeah. See, I it's, threw I threw I'm the ideas. At the website. If you can look it up. It's uh, theown.biz. Yeah. Yep. I threw the really idea cool. out here, and people were like, "No more than fifty dollars." And they oh, and some of the oh, demands, yeah, no. some of the demands they wanted was they wanted their own workspace. So they wanted like a desk that they could put stuff in and lock. They wanted computers oh, to be provided, so they wouldn't have to bring in a laptop or anything like that. Uh, Commercial internet alone around here for just a, a moderate speed would be approximately four hundred dollars a month. Um, to offer. So I I was trying to do the math and then the overhead. I just don't know if I had enough like market acceptance and I really needed to have that core group of, of members before I would go ahead and launch something like that. Mm -hmm. But it still rattles. I had a business, like this is, this was Andy outside the box because I actually put like a business plan together in the whole nine and I called it the, oh, what did I call it? This was a few years ago. And I pitched it. I can't remember what I called it. Yeah, either way, it's uh, it was something that I created and just kind of fell by the wayside. But I love to keep moving it forward because I think selfishly that's something that I desperately need. Yeah, artists, yep. videographer, like artists, videographers, photographers. I mean, they're all meeting with people in coffee shops and yes. they're distracted yep. and they don't have a place to sit. And even myself, even though I have an office, it's not very big. It's like. 12 foot by 12 foot space mm-hmm. and there's a conference room in here but it's like a massive conference room and it's not very private and i really i'm just kind of in in envy what you have there and i and i want it here in clinton yeah, no i i love it well and you can't create in a vacuum you can't right. i mean like anybody who's creative on any level like it's just it's so difficult to sit there and be chained to a desk and just create something without having even like just energy around you. I, I would find myself going to Starbucks all the time just to just to have people nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's know? the third like, space, right? It's yeah. the home space, the business space, and then there's a third place, right? So yeah. for you, this is kind of a combination of a workspace is, and yeah. a hangout. Yeah, yeah that's, that's super that really cool. Fancy. Now, do they provide you with, is there like an overhead display or anything like that? Um, you- yeah, we've got some basic equipment stuff. So like there's a, there's a projector, um, there's, you know, coffee supplied and stuff like that. So, I mean, we have like the basic office stuff and the really cool thing, like one of the ideas behind it is that we can, we can go in on stuff together. So like if we decided that we needed like a really fancy schmancy printer, mm-hmm. instead of having to take it on individually as business owners, we could all contribute to it. And then yeah. it would be here for us all to use, you know what I mean? Or like, um, so just different stuff like that, where it's, it's a lot more accessible because we're all kind of going in together. So that's where the co-op kind of idea comes from. Yeah, that's cool. I'd love to pick the owner's brain if there's I, ever an opportunity to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. I can get you in touch with her. 
did you give her their strengths finder assessment? I haven't yet. Why haven't I done that? Oh, oh put her on your list of things to do. Yes, <laughs> give it to her, then tell her she's got to be on thematics, and then I'll talk to her all about her co-working space. Yes, that's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> oh, Kill a few birds with one stone, right, Andy? That's perfect. Hey, I got to do a little bit of time management every once in a while. So uh, st- that strategic thing comes that out is. so strong, you guys. Oh my word, I love it. <laughs> It's hard. It's a. It's tough to get all the strategic folks together in one room, and then, <laughs> and then you got to call in like the executors, like please come in now, so you can actually us. make us do something. And <laughs> arranging and consistency, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, this was a good interview. Thanks for being on, Brianna. Oh, thank you. This was super fun. I like this. Yeah. The last thing I, I want to ask you, Brianna. The um, I was looking at your website, and you have a well, the Facebook site too. Deep Soul Diving: A Guided Journey. Is yeah. that going to be available again? It's, it's an e-course, right? It is. Yeah, it's an e-course. And actually, I've got it on um, gumroad.com right now for sale. I have a little shop okay. thing on there. Um, but yeah, it's just all email, so it can be started anytime. But uh, I actually have Strengths Finders as one of the assessments listed in there for people to take. Wow. <laughs> oh, so it's 14 days of email. I just love the, the yeah. format. And it's a beautiful picture of like okay. the bottom of the sea that's so relaxing. Anyway, yeah. For anybody listening, if you're still on the call, creative, creativestaticstudios.com, and there's a really great um, mini course called Deep Soul Diving, right? Yeah. I, I'm planning to sign up for that. That sounds fascinating. Awesome. Yeah. I'll bring my wetsuit. All right. I'm going to get messy. Yeah. All right. We got to end this call because Andy's got a skedaddle. I think I actually am late for something, but that's all oh, right. They'll do fine whoops. without me. <laughs> They'll probably execute on something. I'll come in with a new idea and throw them all off. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for being on the show. I really do appreciate it, Brianna. Grace, yeah. as always, you're a rock star. Thanks for joining oh, us today. You. And yeah, um, I'll talk to you guys yeah, Brianna, soon. This was great. I appreciate you finding us on the Facebook. Or did you find yeah, us on Facebook, Facebook, right? Or? Yeah, on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, total serendipity. I love it. Thank you. Yes, I agree. <laughs> all right. Well, have a wonderful day. You all too. Right. Thanks. See you, ladies. <laughs> Bye. Bye.